We, we need to trust him. We need to, and, and trust rids us of, of that fear and, and gives us the courage to do what we need to do. And, and so in verse 10 here, we see God's promises to us. And, and I know here he's giving this to Israel. And, and uh, you know, you look at the time of, of what's going on here, Isaiah you know, been prophesying to them, look, you guys need to get your hearts right or you're going to be taken into captivity. You need to do the right thing. You need to quit worrying about what everybody else is thinking. You need to quit worrying about what the other nations are doing. You just need to do the right thing in your life. You need to follow me and you need to understand that I'm your God and, and you need to trust me and, and follow me. And, and so he goes on and he gets into verse 10 and, and here he says, fear thou not. And just like what we saw on Sunday morning, and uh, remember in Psalm 37, in verse 1, fret not thyself. And remember, that was a command of prohibition, to stop doing something. And while this is another one of those that is a prohibition, and it's a command saying, fear not, fear thou not. You need to stop being afraid. You need to, to, to stop being terrorized. You need to, to understand that, that there is more to life than being afraid of everything. I, I remember a couple of years ago that both of them are, are in eternity now and owned the house that, that we bought. And we, we met them the first year that we moved out here in 1997 and painted the house for them two different occasions before we ever bought the house from them. And, and I felt bad for the guy because, and I was kind of paranoid in painting for him because he was just so afraid that everybody was out to get him. I mean, all the time, all the time he was concerned about somebody's trying to rip him off or somebody's going to sue him or, you know, it was just a constant uh, worry about what, what everybody was going to do to him and, and just living in that kind of fear. We have these people that are, you know, hiding themselves in their homes now and, you know, and, and doing this because of this virus and, and, and uh, you know, and not just that. I mean, fear of all kinds of things going on. Uh, around us and and so uh, here he says you need to stop being terrorized you need to stop being afraid I, I I love what you go back into Joshua and here's Joshua who has taken over for Moses who was a great leader for 40 years and and Joshua's right there with him I mean he was right on Moses' side all the time and and was in the tabernacle uh, uh, much of the time and when Moses was in there he was with him on the mount, I believe, and, and I know he was because when he uh, came down, he was talking to, to Joshua, and so Joshua saw Moses and saw God's power, saw all these things, and, and now he's to take over, and seven different times the word courage or courageous is mentioned in the book of Joshua, and God, God knows that there are times that, that we are afraid, and and he says we need to stop being afraid and we need to look to him and trust him and, and, and understand that he gives us the courage that, that we need. And, and remember, I, I know I've used this many times, but Paul writes to Timothy right before he dies. And here's Timothy, a young man, and he's afraid because, hey, Paul is, is getting ready to die. And, and Paul's the one that's, that's trained me. Paul's the one that has encouraged me. Paul's the one that's written letters and told the people to... Uh, uh, listen to, to what Timothy has to say and, and, and giving his credentials to help Timothy along the way. And now Timothy's saying, wow, he's going to be gone. And now what am I going to do? And, and Paul wrote there in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7 that for God has not given us the spirit of fear, 
But he has given us that spirit of power and, and of love and of a sound mind. And, and, and how we, we don't need to live our lives in fear and we don't need to be worried about what everybody else is thinking. And, and you can't live your life that way anyway. I mean, you can't, you, you can, you, you try to please these people and these people will be upset. You please them and they're going to be upset. And, you know, ultimately what you got to do is you just got to live your life in obedience to God's word and please him. And leave the rest to God. And, and, and here, fear thou not. And then he says, for I am with thee. I'm with thee. There, there isn't anything to worry about. Do you not understand that? And, and over in Matthew chapter 8, if you want to turn over there, let's turn over to that one. And in, in uh, Matthew chapter 8, the, the disciples are relatively new with Jesus here. They've, they've been following him for some time, but probably not a long time yet. And, and they had... Uh, and, and, you know, how, how many times does God use that sea to teach them a lesson of faith and courage and, and how to beat their fears? And, and here is one of those in Matthew 8, and, and starting in verse 23, uh, here they, we, we know that they have uh, entered into a ship. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the sea was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and, arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? And here we, we see and know and understand as he looks at them and they wake him up and, and he says, why are you fearful? You're of little faith when, when you are like this. And Jesus was asleep and, and here they need to understand that, hey, the, the, if, the, if the Messiah is with us, then we're okay. We'll be safe in whatever we're doing and wherever we go and, and, and it's going to be okay. And, and even if, I guess even if he wanted the boat to capsize and them all to perish, then so be it, they're with him. To be with him for all eternity. And so, but here he, he's just showing us that, and, and he's the one that calms the sea. He's the one that calms the fearful heart. He's the one that, that calms the chaos around us and, and, and gives us a blessed quietness and, 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 and shows us and reminds us of the ivory palaces and, and reminds us of his power and, 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 and how his promises that he gives us. And he says, You need to stop being afraid just follow me follow me and let him calm the storms and and then he says and go back to that and and so he says fear not for i am with thee that preposition has the idea of with in a idea a picture of companionship and, and so he's he's your companion he's the 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 uh, sweet fellowship and and remember how he had already told the disciples that, hey, I'll always be with you. And remember in John 14 through 16, I've mentioned that many times. It's good to go back and study it sometime if you want. But it's there where, where Jesus reminds them that, hey, I go to prepare a place for you. And if it was not so, I'd have told you so. And, and then they say, well, how do you know? And he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And then he goes on and he says, and, and look, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. And, and I tell you that... 
that I am always going to be with you. And, and he even tells them that again in Matthew 28, verse 20, in the very last part of the, the very last verse of the Gospel of Matthew. And he says, And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. He says, I'll always be with you, and, and I'm going to give you a comforter, and a, 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 a paraclete, one that comes beside you, that, that is going to walk with you, that is always going to be with you and, and, and be your companion. And you need to understand that He will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He's always with us. And so stop fearing when we have God with us. We wouldn't fear if God was in bodily form and we knew it was God and we'd walk everywhere and do whatever it is that He wanted us to do. Well, He's just as real as if He was standing right here. He's just as real. He's right there in your heart today and He's, and he's indwelling in your life today in the form of the Holy Spirit of God. So stop fearing. I am with thee. Be not dismayed. Stop. Stop being dismayed. And, 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 and the word dismayed has the idea of, of gazing off. And so here you are, you're, you're walking along and you're keeping your eyes on God and then all of a sudden your gaze goes over here. He's like, hey, get back over here. Pay attention. If you're going to gaze on anyone, gaze on our Savior. Look to Him all the time. Remember, uh, look to the Savior. Remember John the Baptist. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Oh, and how we need to... Peter, whenever he walked on water, he was okay until he took his gaze off the, off the Savior. And, and then uh, we, we see that, that uh, uh, he, he failed. You know, I was given thought to that too, and, and I know it's, you know it's just all thoughts. And, but I wonder if Peter may have not have taken his gaze off of the Savior if everybody on the boat was over there and they're going, Keep your eyes on Jesus, Peter. It's okay, Peter. Keep it up. This is great, Peter. You're walking on water. You see what you're doing? I mean, praise the Lord. Look at the things that, that you can do with Jesus. And hey, stay with him, Peter. Keep your eyes on Jesus. You know? And then instead, you know, maybe they're thinking, man, I should have thought of that. You know? Or others thought, that dude's crazy. I ain't getting out of this boat for nothing. You know? But how we ought to just realize, look, Peter is as real as we are. Do we understand that? We're not just reading some fantasy book. We're not, we're not watching some Hollywood movie. We are, we, we're, we are reading about a historical figure that actually got out of the boat in white-capped waves and, and is walking on that water with his Savior. And, and that same God that he served is the same God that we serve today. He says, don't be dismayed. Stop being dismayed. Stop letting your focus get on the problems and, and stop letting your focus get on whatever the lion, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, uh, I don't care what any of them are, even Fox News. Don't, don't listen to any of the trash that's out there. Just listen to what God tells you that you ought to be doing and don't worry about the coronavirus and take care of yourself, stay healthy and do the things that you ought to be doing, but don't walk around in fear and, and don't hide yourself away from what it is that God wants you to do. Just get out and continue to serve God. I mean, that's the things that we do. And, and even when the day comes when, when some 
Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden gets in the office and says, hey, from now on, those churches that, that preach against these, these different lifestyles, we're going to come after you. You know what we do? We fear not, and we still continue to stand, and we still continue to preach the Word of God. And it doesn't matter what everybody else says, and it doesn't matter if the liberal churches around us come and say, hey, you need to calm it down because otherwise the, the federal Gestapo is going to come in here and, and hurt all of us. And it's like, you know what? They tell you to stop. You just get louder. And we don't stop being what we ought to be. And you stay focused on who it is that we're here to please. We're here to please Christ, and that's it. When we please Him, then God blesses us in other areas of our life and, 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 and helps in our marriages, helps in our children and our families, helps us to, to be strong in our families, helps our churches to be strong, and, and helps our relationships to be what they ought to be. And God uses us greatly around because we keep our focus on what we should, on Jesus Christ. He's the one. He's the one. And then he says, I love this, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Think about that. He was telling Israel, he said, hey, hey, I'm your God. Don't be dismayed. He's ours too. He's the one that shows us and guides us and empowers us and gives us courage and what a joy it is to know that we have been adopted into the family of God at that very moment we place our faith in Christ as our Savior. And he's our God. Who is our God? What is our God? I don't have time to read this. I thought I would at some point, but I'm not going to tonight. You want to know who our God is? Go back to Job chapter 38 and read Job 38 through the rest of the book. 38 through 42, and he'll tell you who he is. He asked Job, Job, were you there when I created the world? Were you there when I established the firmament? Were you there when I made all of the animals? Can you be as loud as me, he says? Do you know it tells us that, that he spoke to Job in what? What was he speaking to him in? A whirlwind. What's whirlwind? I would say it's a tornado. You ever been in a tornado? Everybody that I know that's actually been close enough to a tornado, been in it or around it, that the explanation, every time it sounded like a freight train. And you think about how loud that tornado is. You think about how all of that wind is blowing and everything around, and he comes to Job in that whirlwind and speaks to him. You know, when he dealt with Elijah... He spoke to Elijah in a still, small voice. But when he came to Job, it was loud. It was loud. He wanted, he wanted Job to know just a little bit of his majesty and his power and who he is. That's who our God is. That one that he explains to Job, all of that, and, 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 and it's powerful, and and, and two different times. First time Job speaks, he says, hey, I spoke before, but I'm not speaking anymore. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. And the next time he speaks, he says, I see your glory, and I repent in sackcloth and ashes. God, you took everything away from me, but I'm still going to praise you 
because you've shown me just how glorious you really are. And oh, how we ought to look at that and not be dismayed and, and understand that he is our God just as he was theirs. I will strengthen thee. And so now we see some positive things that he's going to be doing. He's going to give us strength. He's, he's going to, and, and this in the, in the Hebrew is, is very intensive. It's kind of like uh, this, this same uh, 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 action is used in, in Genesis 3 when, when it says that, that um, oh, Satan will uh, um, bruise his heel, but um, can't believe I forgot the verse. Pardon? Yes. Yeah. And that and and bruises head it is is the emphatic same tense that we have here that it will utterly smash it. And so Satan will bruise his heel, he'll bruise Jesus' heel and think that he's won the victory when they nail him to the cross, and then when Jesus raises again that third day, we see it's there that we see that the ultimate smashing of, of Satan's head will be upon him. And, and that's the same tense that we have here where he says, I will strengthen you with all strength. And, and here we, we know in Ephesians 6 and verse 10, he tells us there that we need to, to, to walk in God's power and in his might. And, and then he goes on and, and in verse 19 of Ephesians 6 there, Paul even asked that you pray that, that I have utterance to go out and, and in God's power to preach and teach the gospel of Christ to all those that will listen and, and how it's that power that we ought to have, that being strong and bold and alert and stout and firm and, and walking with Him and, and being it is what, it, what He wants us to be and, and doing and carrying on His word and His will. And He says, I'll strengthen you for that. Not only will that I do that, but... I will help thee. This word help has the, we don't use the word anymore, but even in the dictionary, it gave us this word to, uh, to succor. S-U-C-O-R, S-O-C-O-U-R, and so two different spellings to it, but uh, to succor one. And it, and it means to come up and, and assist someone when they are in a great time of distress. And so when he says that I will help you, he will help you. Sometimes it's in the time of great distress. Sometimes it's at that 11th hour before he does that. And, and, I, and, and the, the example I just thought of quickly was uh, over in 2 Kings when Elisha uh, woke up in the morning and, and remember his guard came to him and he said, Oh, Elisha, we're, we're in so much trouble because as, as, as we were sleeping then then uh, all the, 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 the army has surrounded us. The Syrian army is around us. And I don't know what, what it is that we're going to do. And, and Elisha says, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, God, open this man's eyes so that he can see what I see. And then he saw the entire army of the angels that were encamped around them. And so we think about the, the help that, that he gives us and and, and we see, and, and then you think of even Hezekiah when, 
Hezekiah was there in Jerusalem and, and, and the, uh, the, uh, the Assyrians at the time had come down and surrounded the city and, and had make a mockery of God and, and their religion and, and their faith in the, in the, in the Lord. And, and, uh, and Hezekiah got down on his knees and, and along with the leaders and they begged and pleaded for God to show mercy and, and God is merciful and God is good and God heard their prayers and the next morning when they woke up, 185,000 soldiers had died in the middle of the night. Oh, how powerful is our God. And he says, I'll help you. Not only that, but I'll also uphold you. Uphold means to grab a hold of someone firmly and hold them up. You know, there are times where we need that. There are times where we're weak physically, we're weak mentally, and we're weak spiritually. And, and we're, just, we're just really wiped out in the fight of everything that's going on in our lives. And, 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 and you know what? You know what? All you have to do is look to God. Look to him and ask him for help and ask him for strength. You find out that that's when he really steps up and we see his blessings on our lives and, and he upholds us and, and he grips us and he seizes us. And he never lets us go. How good is that? Isn't that ripe? I mean, that's as good. That, that's as precious fruit that, that we can get from God's word. That whatever the issue is that comes in your life, you can go to Isaiah 41 and verse 10. And you can quote that to yourself. And, and you can not only quote it, but you can apply that. And you can say, okay, God, I'm in a bad situation right here. You know what? I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to trust you, and I'm not going to be dismayed. I'm going to keep my focus on you, and I know that you're going to strengthen me. I know you'll help me, and I know you'll uphold me with your right arm of righteousness. That powerful arm of righteousness will reach down and help me through whatever the trial may be, and he'll always be there. He will always be there. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I didn't even get to verse 11. I pray that I thank you for how you protect us too. And you take care of the enemy. You take care of the antagonists. And you make them ashamed, confounded, and even bring them down to nothing. Nothing. Nothing left. No thoughts of them. No memories of them. No legacy. Nothing. You bring them to nothing, and they perish. They're exterminated. Lord, I thank you for not doing that to us, showing your mercy, showing your grace. Help us, Lord, to live according to it. Help us to be bold in our faith. Guide us now and use us the rest of this week. Help this verse to give us victory in some things in our life. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week. What's left?